what happened? There was a robot. <laughs> I, be- I believe. <laughs> all good, all good. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. Good. Excellent. Um, so from what I've gathered in terms mm-hmm. of ed- in terms of editing and stuff, we can yeah. we can cut all this out afterwards. Sure. So which will be interesting because I don't normally edit, so You don't if- even you don't have to if I you don't, don't have want. To. No. We can just we can just leave it in. Yeah. Well it it's up to you. It's up to okay, cool. I'll I'll, see, I'll think about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you may delete the whole thing <laughs> at the end of this. Hi, and this is Dave Blake. Thank you very much. And that's it. That's all we get. That's all we kept. Exactly. That's I, all we kept. That's about. That's all that it's worth. <laughs> um, okay. Are you? Uh, are you? Yeah. A, oh yeah, I should let you run this, shouldn't I? You go. No, 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 no. You go. I was going to say, are you a a pace around the room kind of talker or you're sitting down? Oh, I am definitely a pace around the room kind of Mm. talker. I thought I should sit down over this. Okay, Um, formal. I like it. I'll meet you you halfway and I'll kind of spin in my chair continuously. Okay. I need a spinning chair, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. We should. Good. Yeah. I can hear the the whooshing. I think that's the air con. Oh, good. Um, okay, so basically, how have you adjusted to to everything recently, Dave? With what's going on in terms of the the dreaded COVID nineteen, um, and how has that changed, you know, your life as a fashion photographer? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's definitely weird. Um, I mean, today, so I've got a couple of flatmates and. So far today, we've we've baked a cake and mowed the lawn and done a bit of work, and it's just such an odd. Well, when I say mowed the lawn, I basically supervised it. But that aside, um, yeah. Look, I, I think for me, um, I'm used to spending time at home in between work, but mm. it's kind of doing my head in a little bit, um, not being out <laughs> sh- shooting, as you can probably tell. Yeah, I've gone yeah. a bit borderline delusional um well no, that's, it, that's why you're talking to me because you, yeah. you're, you're bored essentially no this is this is like the highlight of my day aside from when the smoke alarm started going off and the ele- electrician came <laughs> just as we were about to start yeah um but no it's it's kind of um i i guess i just missed the the physical human interaction um mm. so so the impact for me is that obviously uh I shoot fashion and it's not so much, I can't have human interaction with people. It's just my clients don't have any product. Um, it's, it's stuck, you know, a, a product could be made, um, you know, mostly here, but they have like hardware fasteners that come from China, for instance, or, mm. or somewhere else. So I've had four campaigns that are on hold until, you know, things, uh, until they can get their stuff. And then I guess it's a matter of, okay, are there any restrictions on what we can actually do? So, I mean, it's, it's possible for me to work one-on-one with somebody, but I think everyone is in just a bit of a holding pattern. Mm. Um, So that's interesting, but we were, I was talking today with my flatmates and I think we've gone through cycles of, you know, what the hell is happening, denial and then we're mm-hmm. actually like, it's actually been really nice because we're doing things we wouldn't have done. We're totally over the news and social media. Yeah. Um, and we're just like, we're, we're doing things that humans would have done, you know, without all this and, and slowing down. And, you know, I'm, I'm walking to the, the supermarket to buy groceries just because I want a bit of fresh air. And, you mm-hmm. know, that's within the guidelines. Yeah, and and we're actually like cleaning our houses and and doing the the vacuuming and the gardening, as you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, like I know, I know for me, I've just been moving stuff around mm-hmm. in my apartment, being like, oh, I want to kind of like a like I redesigned the, like the structure of my bedroom today and just move things around just to get a different feel for things. Did you build a, a fort? I did not build a fort. I needed your help to do that. If, yeah. you, if you were able to come to Queensland, like that's what we could have done. I do plan on 
uh, coming to Queensland at some point. But, but for now, uh, two yeah. hours or two hours away, and you can't yeah. even come from Byron Bay. No, that's it. That's it. Uh, um, so, how did you and I first meet, anyway? Well, for those for those who don't know our story. Yeah. Well, I I actually I I I'm going to just give my answer. I haven't actually mm. looked because uh, I want to see if I got it right. Yep. But um, I think quite a while ago, I think you sent me an email saying, uh-huh. um, hi, I'm Shay, um, I'm um, a transgender girl that um, is, we're going to have to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going fine. I, I've, got, okay. I've, got, I've got the email right here. I can do oh, it out. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I think the crux of it is um, you wanted to connect and see if I would be interested in working with you. And, yeah, um, yeah. and hopefully, said, yeah, hopefully yeah. I replied, um, which is something I you like replied, to do. You okay. replied within 14 minutes. That's... So, so this email that I sent to you was exactly a year ago. Wow. Well, it was April 8th. So when we publish this, we can, we can publish it on April 8th. How um, cool. So, yeah, and it was basically me saying, like, yep, I'm a trans woman, just moved to the Sunshine Coast, um, I'm having my surgery, and I think I said I came across your name by following Vivian's uh, yes. on, on Instagram. And I said if you'd be open to doing a model portfolio test shoot in Byron or Sydney in October. And did we do it in October? I don't we, did it in, we did it in October. How cool. How cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm glad that I replied in 14 minutes because <laughs> uh, it's actually something I learned from um, my retoucher, actually. Mm. And she is the most amazing person at, at replying instantly. And, I, and, and actually, there's a few other people I do business with, like the mechanic I go to. And I just <laughs> take, I take note of people that just like are attentive because there's so many people in this world that will see a message and they just don't reply or even if it's mm-hmm. their friends. I'm like, I do not want to be that guy. I, I you know, um, if yeah. I see it, it takes me no time at all to reply, at least to make contact if I can't give you a full answer, you know, but I want, I want you to know, yeah, you've received my email and um, yeah, let's have a chat. Well, I think that's why it's been so easy working with you over this past almost a year now. The fact that we've known each other for a year is quite amazing yeah. in, a, in a weird way. No, it's, um, it's been great. But, yeah, that's something that I've definitely found so easy in working with you is how quick you are at communicating. Um, and it's just something that not everyone does. Yeah. No, I, um, I experience it. And, and actually it's a good test for who you want to do business with. People, mm. you know, they're either not capable of communicating, they're too cool to communicate, um, I don't know which, you know, where the, the spectrum is, but yeah, it's kind of common sense to me. Would that be something that you would recommend for like other young photographers who are trying to like break into the industry like yourself? I, like I think... to get to a point, not, not that you're trying to break into it. I don't mean that at all. I mean, no, I am. <laughs> no, you're not. Like a thief. <laughs> I'm here. You're, you're already there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would. Uh, There's nothing to be lost through good manners and great communication. Um, Mm. And, and I mean, you know, I think there's a couple of ways of doing it. There's, there's people that are so elusive that, you know, you you don't even know how you would work with them. And there's other people that, you know, you, uh, you can communicate really well and and quickly. And um, I just think it's important to reply to people because you never know, who they are now, who they're going to be, who they know. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, you just, you never know who someone could, who become. No, no. That, and, and that's right. Even like I reach out to photographers that, that I admire and some of them reply and some of them don't. And I'm not asking for anything. I'm just kind of giving a compliment. And I think to myself, why wouldn't you reply? Unless they're mm. so inundated with people that say, I like your work. Um, mm. it's, it's kind of bizarre to me, but it's also a good thing because like I said, it kind of weeds out the people yeah. that you want to do business with or you want to have as friends or in your social networks, um, well, and the people you don't. 
Well, this is what I've been talking to, to, to Jenna a lot about um, is this idea of, you know, when you come across someone that you don't want to do business with, that's just as good as coming across someone that you do want to do business with. Totally, totally. And, and you've, um, you know, when you, when you meet those people, it, it just clicks and it's so easy to do, you know, to do great work or do whatever you want. If it feels wrong, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Mm. And I've, you know, I've had clients that um, I've wanted to work with and, and the experience hasn't been as wonderful as I thought it would be. And <laughs> I've had clients that I thought, oh, I, I don't really want to do that job. And sometimes my intuition was right and sometimes, you know, it was, it was a great result. But it's just managing expectations. Is that something that you, you, you rely on a lot? Is your intuition and that kind of gut feeling? I think so. It's, it's served me pretty well. Uh, yeah, I, like maybe not everyone has it, but um, I definitely have it. And if I go down a particular path or I think I want to connect with this person, I think, you know, it would be a good match to work together. And I try a couple of times and it never really goes that well. And, you know, it's like, okay, I, I think this isn't, you know, this isn't a continued match. Like you've explored it and um, you kind of move on. But mm. even even when you have those like inter, interactions with people, just because you followed your instincts and your intuition and it hasn't worked out in the end, that doesn't mean that there wasn't any kind of like valuable lesson from that interaction. No, definitely. I mean, I, I learn something from every job that I do and I just mm. try to, you know, um, I always – after every project, I always think to myself, what went really well? What didn't go well? What could I do better next time? Um, and then if it's a client that I, I love, um, then, you know, you'll kind of loop them into that process as well because you want that to grow too. And what has been your sort of most memorable experience so far? Because um, I know you were struggling answer, answering this and that was one of the reasons why we were delayed was <laughs> you were trying to come up with a response to this question. It's just, there's, there's so many. I mean, I, like I said, I, I learned something from every job and every experience. And um, so to give a little bit of background, I've um, come out of a, a career change out of IT mm. um, after being in that industry for over 10 years and, and I'm coming into my fifth year as a full-time fashion photographer. So, you know. It, it, and, you're, it, and you're educated, like you've got a law degree, don't you? As I, well as I, I don't have started? A, I've, <laughs> I've started a law degree. I, I yeah. did up to third year law and up to third year business. And, I, and that was at UQ? At UQ. And yep. I um, ended up graduating <laughs> with a Bachelor of it's called Information Environments, which was some trial degree that they <laughs> tried out at some point basically it's it's like in the field of computer science yeah. um and you know whilst I enjoyed that it it there was something that just wasn't quite it, it wasn't you know what I ultimately wanted to do um what was the question oh the memorable thing <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm setting the scene for why like the smallest things can be super memorable so it could have been um literally the first time that I ever called a modeling agency to um, ask for a, um, a new face for a test shoot. And I remembered I was so nervous. Um, I was calling Dally's models at the time and my heart was pounding. And I'm like, and now I look back and think, Oh my God, why was I so nervous? Like, mm. you know, um, it's, there's just people on the end of the phone that, you know, you can kind of help each other. Um, but I think, Probably one of the most memorable relating to fashion is, um, so I normally, I mostly shoot campaigns um, and quite a lot of model portfolios. Um, mm -hmm. They kind of go hand in hand. So in order to, I guess, gain a little bit more industry insight and relevance, um, mm. I think it's important for fashion photographers to go to Fashion Week. Um Unfortunately, Fashion Week this year has been cancelled due to COVID-19, so that's a bit sad. Mm. Um, so I've, I've shot for the last three years at, at Fashion Week, and last year I was lucky enough to shoot, for, shoot street style for um, Harper's Bazaar and Elle magazine. Mm. So 
it was slightly different to what I normally do because it's it's kind of a bit more photojournalistic and it's I guess fashion journalism. Um, and so a little out of the normal from what I do, but I think I shoot like moving subjects really well and, and, mm. and street style really well. So this particular one was memorable one because I get to, to work with some amazing people at some amazing uh, publications. Um, but two, the day before, so I live in Byron Bay and the day before I had to, I had a job and I thought I, the only way I can make this work for the opening show, uh, which was Arj, um, at, I think it was at the Opera House or mm. like somewhere around there. It was in, in Sydney at one of the waterfront venues. Um, I decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to drive down because uh, just in case my shoot ran late, you know, I can still kind of get there. So left at four in the morning, uh, my girlfriend <laughs> came with me and drove for seven or eight hours, however long, long it takes to get to Sydney. Then I had to uh, drive and get my media credentials, then drop the stuff off at the hotel because there's no parking around there and, mm. you know, go to the venue. So the hotel that my girlfriend had booked, um, great location, top floor, well, three, th- you know, third floor, no elevator. So, like, <laughs> after, like, eight hours rushing around, then carrying all my equipment up, and then back down I was so physically done like my you know my mental capacity was just drained (laughs) as well so we we jumped in an uber and we've gone there and because I'm normally used to working with like small teams where like you're directing everyone and just to go Mm -hmm. into like a media frenzy where all of the media photographers know all of the celebrities and I was just like oh my god (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing and um so I kind of just like I'm I'm I guess I'm shooting it in my style Mm. um which is very like you know catching the moment um like I would shooting a campaign and I I even remember um during the runway show just kind of like zoning out a little bit and then I remember Mm. at the end of the show one of the PR girls comes up and it's like can you photograph so-and-so and I literally, my brain had stopped working. I didn't know who they were talking about. They could have been pointing at, you know, the queen right in front of me. And I wouldn't have known who it was. And I was shattered. And um, we went home and I was just like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, there's so much pressure to get great images. I think I just kind of, like, stuffed it. And then went to bed early, um, got up in the morning. And I'm a big fan of meditating. And yep. um, I just basically threw all of the tools that I had just to get my mental faculties back in order. So I'm like meditating. I'm listening to um, like sound frequencies, like at the right level. Mm. Um, yeah, we I'm, haven't talked about that yet. I didn't know you listened to sound frequencies. I I think it's, they're amazing. Like We'll have to talk about that later. We, we yes. can loop back into that. <laughs> so and and um Genevieve, my girlfriend she's like are you okay i'm like i don't know if i can do it why did i agree to this <laughs> and um so once i'd done all that i actually felt okay and i got there and i was shooting some you know great stuff and i'm sending them over to you know the editors at the magazines and they're like yep these are great um but what ended up happening was they ended up um asking me to change my style slightly from what Mm. I'd shot on day one to getting, I guess, full length. And I think, you know, I think the images were a bit more boring than I would have liked. So, Mm. but it's, it was that nice dialogue and feedback and, and, you know, by the end of the week, um, I pretty much understood what they needed and, you know, I, I felt great. Um, and they were all really happy. Um, interestingly, um, so all of that went to their digital platforms. But interestingly, mm-hmm. um, the images, uh, well, the image that they chose to run in the print version was one of the ones that I'd shot on day one where I thought I completely oh. stuffed it. And, and, <laughs> and I shot it in my style. And that's, mm. you know, probably what, what resonated with them originally. And it was just kind of that, you know, that song and dance. Um, and I think, you know, that it was memorable because, 
you know, there's so many um, elements at play there. But I think my takeaway is I just, you know, I think shooting in your style is, mm. is so important um, and just, you know, it would be amazing to get hired, you know, if, if an editor in another magazine said, look, just shoot the way you shoot. We like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, or at least, you know, I think I would have in probably done a combination of both, um, mm. getting the safe shots plus, uh, yeah, getting, getting stuff mm-hmm. in my style as well. Would that be some of like your, your biggest advice along with, you know, making sure that you're contacting people all the time, but to, to young photographers and even young models like myself, which is just keep going with your style yeah. and just seeing and putting that out there and seeing who bounces off that and who resonates with your uniqueness as opposed to trying to put yourself into a box or something. Well, definitely. And I, I've fallen into this trap of um, when you start out, you've, you've got a natural style. I think everybody mm. does. And then mm. what happens is um, you start immersing yourself in other, other artists and other mm. styles and then you have a bit of an experiment and, you, you know, you go through a full cycle. And then I'm not saying everybody does this or did this, but I certainly did. Um, and then, so I, I know, like, when I look back, I cringe at some of my work. I'm like, it wasn't so much the shooting. It was the way I retouched things that I'm like, what on earth was going on there? Because <laughs> you go down all these rabbit holes. It's like, oh, that's cool. I'll try that. And it's okay to experiment for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I went through a phase of trying to make my work feel like who I thought my customers should be. Uh... And then, then you work goes down a different path and and a few of my you know friends and um I think I've got a couple of fans they, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, you have 15,000 followers I think that's a couple yeah that's a couple and that's with no and that's with no effort by the way like you say you don't do any effort on Instagram and no it's I would I would agree with that <laughs> okay but, <laughs> well and that's a compliment. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I don't know. What, what was the train of thought here? Where were we going? Um, your own style, your own uniqueness, oh, yeah. sort of trusting your own, yeah, intuitive sense. So people that knew me said, it doesn't feel like your work anymore. And I, and I actually look mm. back now, I'm like, you know what? You're right. It's, it's boring and it's, um, it's trying to please a particular person, mm. whether, it, you know, and and unless you nail it, unless you're, you're happy to do that for the rest of your life, um, you should learn pretty quickly that, you know, don't do that is, would mm. be my advice. Um, I know some photographers that are, are so sick of, you know, shooting um, a particular style because that's, you know, what they're, they might have fallen into um, mm. and that's what they're, they're known for. Um, and others that just you know, keep doing what they're doing. And um, it doesn't all, oh, the other thing is your, the work that you show doesn't necessarily always have to be exactly what a client would want. I mean, um, mm. it just needs, I think it needs to inspire people uh, mm. to, you know, to want to work with you. Um, you know, I might shoot something and somebody will love it and it might be on a mood board, but there's no way their brand even, you know, it would suit that style, but they just want that mood or, you know, they're basically just asking for, can you please, you know, shoot my campaign in your style, but bearing in mind my brand. But not your style. Not, not as, as hard as I would necessarily push it. I think um, my, my shooting style will totally be consistent across the piece, but every brand and every client will have a certain... Uh, grading on their mm. on their brand so grading is um how contrasty is an image um is it warm is it cool is it mm. you know are the blacks really black or are they are they a little bit lifted um is it a film look or is it you know a really retouched polished look so that, those are kind of that's where you get a little bit of flexibility and and I can suggest the treatment so I can, Mm. you know, I'll send over some references and when I show a client, 
um, proof images, I'll slip in a few that um, I've kind of like treated just as an example and they'll either say, love that, no, can you make it a bit more like this? Mm. Mm. So what would be your like your dream kind of situation with a client if they came to you and they said you have total free reign? Or... Mm. I think it would be, um, I think I would... I would love to come up with the uh, the mood and the the concept, and I mean it, it's a. I mean, I think with a client, you definitely have to agree on the mood and the concept. You can't just have full cup launch, you know, to do whatever you want. I think that's mm. important. Otherwise, you know, it could go horribly awry. Um, <laughs> I think. Um, I think it's important if I was doing it to be able to choose the talent. It's not very often that Mm. um, I get to choose. It's usually the client saying, this is who we've got, Um, often based on budget, um, Mm -hmm. at at least at my level. Um, But it it would be cool to be able to say, you know, you can choose anyone in the world, you know. And and basically it's a two-way dialogue, so I'd say, you know, these are my three talent choices. This is what I'm thinking and I would put together the whole concept. Um, and I, I would also love to be able to do the pick edit. So choose the final images that, that tell a particular story. So a lot Mm. of my work is shooting campaigns in a very storytelling style. So like an Mm. editorial, editorial style campaign. Yeah. That would be my dream. Okay. For, yeah, that's good. That's good for me to know as well in working with you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, um, that's the other thing is often my selection of images will be different to, you know, if, if you're, if I'm working with you, you'll love different images to what I love. The stylists mm. will love different, the makeup artists will love different images. Um, and it really just comes down to whose project is it um, mm. and what message they want to communicate. Mm. So like when I shoot with you, um, the black and white series that we did, like for me, I would slip in a few of the ones where they're just like kind of quirky, like feet up the wall or interesting shadows. Um, well, we haven't chosen those ones yet, so okay. So I guess that's, that, I that, guess that, some that, say. Well, I well I think I, <laughs> I, I well I know that Jenny's going to be listening to this, so I think we kind of all all three of us have agreed in some way that you now will be in control of that. Okay. <laughs> I think I can do a good job. Just saying, I mean, we do too. We 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 both we we both don't have the eye for it. Well, like we were, we were you... saying that we wanted to like have you come in and like give us a a rundown on what you look for, kind of like a masterclass. It's kind yeah. of what we were what well, we were thinking. <laughs> here's the other interesting thing: is sometimes it's good to. So there are people in the industry called art directors, and their job mm. or or they could specifically be a pick editor or a photo editor. So a, a pick editor is a person that chooses an image or a series of images and sequences them from a contact sheet or a set of proofs um, mm. or, the, you know, the raw photos. Um, and sometimes they can just do magic things that, you know, none of us um, would ever see. And, and I really do have – I have trouble – often choosing my my best work and you know choosing my portfolio um but at some point the photographer kind of has to own their own portfolio of work but when it comes down to a client like I might choose two strong images per look and I might say um you know here's here's a sequence that I think looks really cool to tell tell the Mm. story um the downside for it's not really a downside um, whenever I shoot commercially, um, I have found it from a business perspective, it's not a very good use of my time to choose the images for mm. the client because I might spend half a day choosing images that they end up just saying, can you show us, you know, cause I might, I might be choosing images that look really sophisticated, like a sophisticated composition. Mm. Um, 
but they might just want a really detailed shot of a handbag, which I think, you know, looks super boring. Um, <laughs> so I, I found um, it was better for me to either just have, look, I get full control over what you get or you choose the images. There's kind of, there's, there's no room in between because it's, I just find it frustrating, you know, when, when you, you know, you'll spend half a day and then they end up choosing exactly the same photo over and over yeah. and over because it's like, because it, you know, often a, even a small client will be just obsessed with their product and they'll mm. just choose the same pose, the same, whatever. I'm like, okay, <sighs> what, <laughs> what's happening here? And, and so that's why I think it's often um, useful to bring in an independent um, art director or, or photo mm. editor that you like their style already. And so you're is that, confident. Is that something that you would be open to doing down the line, like as a side thing or as your profession matures? Yeah, I, I think, um, and I was chatting to Jenny about this. So we're talking about Jenny in the third person, some person, <laughs> one of the people. Jenny, we're talking about you. Um, um, Jenny Sellen um, is a wonderful friend and um, amazing stylist that um, Shay and I have worked with. And I, I... And my manager. And my manager now. There we go. Officially. <laughs> officially. That trumps it all. Two months. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we were talking about um, this and um, I don't know who suggested it, but I think it's a great idea um, to bring in a, a separate art director on the next shoot to kind of help um, pick at it and, and craft out, you know, the shots. And someone that, um, you know, you, you don't pick someone that's too off, off the grid for what you're trying to achieve. Um, but from my experience, they've always been amazing. And, and well worth it and often overlooked on the smaller budget photo shoots. Mm. Well, yeah, because I think like when I know for me starting out and, and trying to get my head around this industry and then working with someone like yourself who's very um, patient and very, uh, what's the word I'm looking funny. for? Funny. Funny, oh, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love how you just went with like the most basic word. Yeah. Funny. Well. <laughs> not comedic, nothing like that, just funny. No. Why generous? Generous with your time with me and really being fantastic at helping me learn this industry um, has been trying to learn as much as possible and at times getting well off track. Mm -hmm. and getting almost confused myself, like in my own research and getting too many different sources, it's almost, you know, just overwhelming what I think is a, a good photo and what's not a good photo. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you yourself, you have five years professional experience and God knows how long you've, you know, been exploring photography just yeah. um, with a keen eye. Um, yeah, I'd much prefer to be able to, find the right people, the right talent and invest in them and their perspective. Yeah. I've always felt that that's so much easier. I, I think it's, it's the way to go. Like you just got to work with the best people that you have access to. Mm. Um, and, and, and compensate accordingly. Like I, 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 I've, I've been very, I think clear with both you and Jenny that, I like to, I, I'm in a position that I can and I want to be able to always reward you guys for the effort that you put in. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's, it's so important. And it's, it's amazing and it's, you know, it's refreshing as well. Um, mm. there's, there's so much um, clamouring for, I'm not going to say free work, but there's, um, I don't know, in, in Australia anyway, in, in the fashion industry, there's um, everyone's trying to, you know, scramble for a place with, with limited resources mm. and um, it's, it's just nice. And I, and I think, you know, Jenny and I give so much time because, we, you know, we, we appreciate it. And I think it just comes back around. Mm. Um, 
you know, and there's, and I would rather help educate, you know, people in the industry um, and do it in a, in a great way and, and build those relationships where it is a good match. Mm. Uh, and I think it helps everybody. Is that something that you would consider doing again, like, you know, more of an education kind of, um, or you just want to be able to educate through interviews like this and your own book down the line? I, I actually, I really love uh, teaching people mm. and it's, um, yeah, it, it's something that I definitely will be exploring more. Um, I would love to run workshops where it's mentoring other photographers um, and even looping in other people that I work with. So, you know, models that have, have made it and, and maybe have retired now where they can, you know, mentor uh, new face models mm-hmm. um, and, you know, the same with stars. And, and you could almost run little boot camps that, you know, build across every segment mm. in the industry and, you know, people end up walking away with, you know, some great images and connections. And, but yeah, I, I, I love helping people. And if anyone messages me, I always write back and I'll give them as much time as I can. Within 14 minutes. 14 oh, minutes is the, the <laughs> ben- if, beyond that an alarm will sound, a trap yep. door opens, yeah. down yep. there we go. <laughs> yeah, the laptop uh, bursts into flames. <laughs> um, but on that, on that sort of like mentoring side of things, um, obviously with myself, you know, pursuing the modelling mm-hmm. side of the industry, do you think that there's enough mentoring for younger models at the moment or... By younger, I don't even mean age-wise. I mean inexperienced, yeah, like myself. New, new face. Yeah. The newbies. I, I, the newbies. I, I don't <laughs> think there is. And from my corporate background, and anyone that's worked in corporate will know, um, you'll, you have a career plan and you have, well, the good, the good organisations will give you things like a career manager um, where you're given budget for that, you're given budget for education, Mm. Um, you know, I think one of my roles in IT, I had like a budget of, you know, fifteen to $20,000 a year to spend on, you know, going to courses and workshops. And I had, you know, we mm. were given budget for, you know, the career manager and I, and I was a career manager for some people as well. You take them out to lunch and say, okay, what are your plans? What do you need help with? Um, who can I connect you with? That is definitely missing in in, you know, the modelling and fashion industry. And it's just because people don't know about it. Um, is it is it because people don't know about it or is it that, at, like, there's not enough money, enough resources, or is it just the way the industry is designed? No, it's, it's definitely a combination of things. I mean, um, it's not like a model is paid a salary, you know. Mm. And it's not like you you go to work and you sit on a bench and you wait to get called up and... Um, you're only paid when somebody likes you and, Mm. um, you know, you're hired on a particular job. So I think there's room at the agencies um, to basically assign models um, to a, you know, to a mentor. Um, And if you can't, oh, my goodness, the smoke alarm is (laughs) beeping again. (laughs) Can I I just pull it down? Because the electrician was just here. Yep. I'm doing it. Yeah, he told me not to tear it off this, the, the ceiling, but I couldn't work out how to screw it. See, this is great I'm, content. People I'm, want to hear this. I'm going down the stairs. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be anyone home. No, okay. is it this one? I'm talking to my flatmate. <laughs> Should I just tear it down again? He did say twist. Hey, twist it off this time. Yeah. Well, I'm putting it on the table. It's one of these ones. Here's a plug for these smoke alarms. It's one of the ones that last 10 years. And um, so far, it's only lasted a year. And, well, maybe there's nothing wrong with it. Anyhow, what were we talking about? So anti-sponsorship is what we promote here on my uh, podcast. Exactly. (laughs) What you want is one. Where you can take it off and take out the nine volt battery. <laughs> We've all had those. Okay. Uh, 
what were we talking? We were talking Sorry, about. I'm not um, very good at doing two things at once, and that was really getting my attention. <laughs> no, 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 it's perfect. I love it. I love it. I, I, it just speaks so perfectly into like my style of of content creation. It's just totally unfiltered and yeah, real. Good. good. Um, I'll take a sip of my coffee. Okay. Yeah, perfect. So, no, no, we're talking about the need for, for mentorship in the mm. industry, um, focusing on models, but also would you see there being an avenue for photographers? Because most photographers are just totally freelance, maybe some are signed with an agency. I don't, I think you're not, you're not with an agency at the moment, are you? Or? No, no. No. Um, and that's by choice. At, yes, At absolutely. this stage, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Definitely. And, um and I think, and, it, and, and, and beyond courses, like just beyond just going to like boot camps and courses, but more of like a, a sense that you're actually part of the industry on a week to week basis as an actual job. Yeah. So, um, if I had my time over again, and mm. I was starting, you know, in my early twenties, <laughs> last year, um, <laughs> I would. Have, We're the same age, right? We're yeah, the same age. totally. Yeah, I'm going yeah. backwards. Um, (laughs) I would have definitely assisted the best photographer that I could find that I liked and admired Um, Mm. because you'll learn so much on the job. What's happened with my career, and there's no right or wrong, um, I'm pretty good at teaching myself things and and really understanding how to learn something. Mm. Um, And I'm constantly studying, so I'm either, you know, um, like I'll buy old magazines from the seventies and eighties and I'll, I'll look at the images. I'm like, okay, who's this photographer? Um, what style did they shoot? Oh, this person's clearly influenced someone in the modern era. Mm. Um, and I'm, and I'm always trying to kind of re- reverse engineer what they did or I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm buying courses on creative live or I'm, trying to catch up with other photographers and, and, you know, people that are better than me and getting some mentoring. Um, but I, I overshot slightly in that, and I've chatted to some of photographers that are, I consider better than me. Mm. And they sort of said, no one's really going to take you as an assistant now. Um, and he just alluded to the fact that a lot of it, you know, what photographers do is a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Um, mm. I don't necessarily subscribe to that myself. Like I've got no problem showing people what I do and how I do it. Um, but he said lots of people just don't want, you know, other people around because they're either self-conscious or, or whatever. And that's fair enough. Um, I would love an assistant that is an amazing photographer as well because you would just be so in sync. So I think the only way... I could possibly do that as if, for instance, I moved to New York and I, you know, I assisted, um, you know, s- somebody that's just already at the top of the game, like Annie Leibovitz or mm. um, Albert Watson or Mario Sorrenti or, you know, someone that just wouldn't care who's, you know, they just want the best people around them as well. Um, but, yeah, that would be my advice to anyone getting in. Um In Australia, I don't think there's many people to assist, to be honest. It's such a small market and there often isn't, um, you know, tons and tons of work unless, you know, again, you're at the top of your craft in this space. Would that be also your advice to say say models as well? Because, like, we don't really have – a model doesn't really want another model just sort of hanging out with them all day. No. We don't really add any value to them. No, I I think, um, you know, certainly there's no harm in finding someone that, you know, if you're friends with Elle McPherson, you know. <laughs> Different story. Yeah, yeah, you know, and she's willing to help you out and say, hey, you know, this is what I would recommend. Um, one step away from that is just trying to work with the best creatives that you can find. So, mm. you know try to um, work with, you know, the best stylists, the best hair makeup people, all at the level that you want to operate one day. So if mm. you aspire to be on the cover of, you know, French Vogue, um, you need to look at who was shooting that, who, you know, who's in the team um, and, you know, try to work with some of those people. 
And when you're, mm. when you're starting out, um, sometimes you just got to pay. Like if, if it was, and when mm. I say pay, I mean, you know, pay money. Um, mm. If I was a model starting out, I would just find the best three f- photographers that I could have access to, mm-hmm. reach out and say, um, you know, I love your work. Um, do you ever do paid testing? Um, I would love to, to work with you. And I don't know many, you know. Photog- do, you know how many do you know how many people that's worked for? No. Three? One. What? You. You. What? You. How? You're the only. What do these people pref- say? Nothing? Nothing. No replies, most of them. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. Or, or, or very, very, very <clears throat> slow reply and it's like, mm. whoa, I'm not, I'm not liking the feel of this at all. So I like back out. I'm like, no, this isn't flowing. They want me to wear like their clothes or something. It just gets weird. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, (laughs) (laughs) that's, that's really interesting for me. Mm. Um, Yeah. Okay. I'll have to ask some other people or I'll have to maybe like. Well, what I'm, what I'm personally liking about shooting with you consistently is that there's a, a flow and a rhythm and almost like it becomes more like a, a sport mm-hmm. as opposed to this awkward sense of, well, I'm shooting with someone new again, I'm shooting with someone new again, and you kind of get to develop your skills in the same way that a team sport does. Yeah. And then, when, you know, when, if you're playing in a good team, you can go and play for another team often. That, that's right. So... Um... I guess working like my style of, of shooting, um, I do direct a lot. So it's mm. not, like, I'm sure there are photographers that are just really technical and they'll just, <clears throat> they'll just be so excited to have a model in front of the camera. They're just like clicking away without <laughs> really crafting mm. anything. Yeah. Um, and I've got, you know, my, my work has a particular style. I like lots of movement. I like, um, either eyes to camera or eyes away from camera. Mm-hmm. I like certain body shapes, um, you know, when it's the female form, um, different body shapes when it's the male form. And, yeah, so I'll have a good idea of what Do I want. Do you see it? Do you see it? Like when you go onto a location and you find, you know, the light source and everything and you're setting up the, I guess, the set. Yeah. Do you see it straight away in your mind? Usually, yeah. So what I'm looking at, one is, okay, what kind of light have I got? And then I'm looking at what kind of colours are bouncing around. Mm. Um, so if it's, uh, if it's a, a, a bright sunny day, the colours are usually going to pop. Um, depending on the location. And if it's a really cloudy day, um, the colours might look a bit flat. So sometimes mm. I'll be like, okay, given what we've got right now, I know I would prefer the shot to be black and white. That's not always possible, but, you know, um, and if it needs to be colour, then, you know, we'll bring in lights or whatever. Um, mm. But I'm also looking at um, what what's the model wearing, you know, if it's a model portfolio, are they neutral colours? Um, if they're wearing something blue, can I pull in the blue from the sky? Um, you know, is something like ridiculously green, which I know I'm going to have to like warm up those greens or, <laughs> you know, those, those types of questions. Um, and then I'm thinking, okay, is this something sophisticated I can do with um, getting the the colours around me to match, either the, you know, the complexion of the model, the hair, the eyes, you know, some element needs to be cohesive there. Mm. And then I'll have an idea. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a, a static pose. So it might be, I just want you to stand there and, um, you know, I'll, I'll let the model kind of have a go at something first based on the mood. And if I like what I'm seeing, you know, we'll continue it and refine it. Um, if we need to just mix it up completely, we will. If I need them to run or walk or splash the water or, you know, flick the hair or whatever it happens to be. Um, I know my gear well enough to know how it's going to look already. Mm. And, you know, if, if I find 
a shot just really boring, um, I'll start to do things like put my fingers over the lens to, you know, to warm up parts or blur things out or I might put something in front of the lens or, mm. you know, put something in between um, the lens and, and the model to kind of, you know, if there's a garbage can there, you can <laughs> do what you need to do. <laughs> so in summary, um, yeah, I kind of know what it's going to look like before it happens. And then sometimes you're just really surprised. It's like, oh, that's really beautiful. Or you might, um, you know, you'll know if something's working or not. And I never just try to hammer something, you know, for the sake of it. If it's, if it's really not working, you just change it really quickly and, you know. There's, there's a million amazing shots to be had in the smallest spaces. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah, I've definitely noticed that that's what often what we seem to do towards the end of a shoot is just you start to get a bit very creative and just see push the boundaries a little bit like those legs up against the wall ones or half of, you know, your hand in front of the lens and or using a wall to block out half the shot. And do you like the more art side of photography and fashion photography like do you see that that being more of a trend in the future and or um, do you think we're going more commercial and digital um there's there's definitely a place for commercial and you know some brands you know that have a, a creative director and an art director and a marketing person they want they want their product to look good mm. and it's my job to make it look good in an interesting way um, I just don't want to contribute more images into the world that are just kind of boring that, are, you know, everyone's seen before. I want to make, put a little bit of interest in there. I want to be shooting images that end up on people's mood boards and you're not mm. always going to get that, but you can at least have a, have a go at it. <clears throat> um, mm. So I'm always thinking, okay, I've got a shot that's front on. Um, the next look, what would it look like if I'm down really low or what would it look like if I'm up high or, well, you know, a long lens or a, a wide lens or, yeah, I think you've just got to mix it up a bit more or you don't just have sort to. Of, <laughs> depending, but, on your, depending on your certain style, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And always just coming back to that place of, of trusting yourself and getting into flow, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's... You know, after a while, um, once you understand your gear well enough to know what it does in whatever conditions, you can just then be really creative. Mm. Yeah. And and where do you want to take your photography? You've mentioned to me in the past that you want to be one of the great <clears throat> masters and in comparison to them, you're five years out of 40 years away from that. <laughs> Yeah, I think um which like, I think's an such a great perspective to have on a career. I I kind of always think to myself if well I'm lucky because I've I've found my passion and I never mm. get sick of it and I I love it and it's really nice that I can get paid to do it. Um and I think if you have all of those gifts given to you why not aim to just do the most that you can, you know, with your own vision. And I, and to me, that's, I just want to be, you know, one of the best and, and that's all relative to purposes. I want to be the best. I don't want to be better than anyone else in particular. Mm. I just want to do the best with what I have. And it would be amazing if I could inspire other people and, you know, the way that the people I admire have inspired me, you know, mm. um, something, you know, contributing something different to the world where people are like, oh, yeah, you know, or it might influence someone else's style. So, but I also think it's important to own where you're at. And I'm, mm. you know, I'm, I, I don't think I'm, you know, I, I think I've still got a long way to go and I'm learning that every day and and that's okay as long as you're, you know, you're kind of climbing the mountain and, and sometimes you stop and think, Hey, that, you know, that was worth celebrating. Um, but mm. here's where I want to be. Mm. Um, so for me, it's kind of like, I, you know, I love reading like French Vogue and, um, some of the old magazines from the seventies and eighties. And I kind of like the, I guess the European style, the New York style a lot. And I would love to live and work in New York and Paris one day. 
Um, I'd love to be, you know, shooting for major fashion advertising campaigns and, you know, hopefully end up with a book or two um, at the end of my career. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm heading and um, I'm only a fraction of the way there, but it's, it's fun and it's really enjoyable. Well, I, th- I think you're definitely inspiring a lot of people, like, already. Like, I know you've completely transformed my life. Like, when I, I first did that shoot, it was kind of like, am I, do I have anything? Is this a viable option for me or do I have my head in the sand or in the clouds and I'm full of, full of shit, basically? Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. you know, you made me feel so comfortable. Yeah. And I remember reading one of the questions in, in our interview that we did and you said that that's one of your primary goals on a, on a shoot is to make the, the model and the rest of the team feel so comfortable. And by doing so, you allowed me to trust your guidance very quickly. Well, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's really nice to hear and I'm, I'm glad that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that, um, is the case um, and it means it you know it means a lot I can tell when somebody's not comfortable I can read it immediately in their eyes mm. um, and and I think that's why as well it, it's just really important because people can sense it mm. and you know I'll sometimes I'll shoot and I'll I'll know when somebody's tired and I'll be like okay let's have a break um, mm. And then I'll know when, you know, somebody's not there at all or, yeah, or when, when you know, finally someone feels comfortable and, and um, you know, you get some great, amazing connective images and you can't really put your finger on why they're great. But, um, yeah. They just, they just come out that way. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of my final questions before I ask you what your favourite cartoons are mm-hmm. um, is what does this year, the rest of this year or the rest of next year, because this year's kind of just <clears throat> forgotten about, mm-hmm. um, what, does that, <laughs> what does it look like for you in terms of getting to that goal of being one of the best and having, you know, your book one day? Yeah, so, so this year I've decided I'm going to do a printed portfolio, which... Mm. I have done one before, but because you're starting out, you can only look back and cringe at (laughs) what it was, Um, but that's okay. Um, But this time I want to do it, you know, like the, like the big hitters um, and, you know, print it on amazing paper and, you know, go to meetings with it because I think not everybody does it. Like, I think it was a, a big thing in the past and then people mm. used to rock up with iPads. But I, I sense that if you want to stand out and, and be different, um, you need to do things that not everybody can do. And mm. that's, you know, so that's one of them. Um, I think it's working with a few new mentors that are, you know, a, a level up from me and um, working with some amazing talent and, and shooting some editorials. I think a lot of people that are interested in shooting fashion, they're obsessed with, you know, editorials and they're obsessed with getting published. Um, I only want to do it if it's going to be, you know, world-class. So mm. for me, I don't even care if it gets published cause I can, you know, these days you can publish it yourself, but mm. if it has all of the right elements, um, the right people are going to notice it. So, yeah, I think a couple of um, at least amazing beauty editorials and not mm-hmm. beauty in the sense of, you know, the the uh, the L'Oreal ads and stuff like that. Just, um, you know, it can be natural beauty. It can be, you know, a model with little to no makeup but just, you know, in a very timeless way like, you know, the Kate mm. Moss, Mario Sorrenti style shots. Um, so a few of those uh, and then just, I guess, getting meetings with um, some of the clients that I would love to work with, meeting, you know, some of the agencies. And then, yeah, just, I guess, delighting my existing clients <laughs> and hopefully they talk about it. Um, and then next year, yeah, I would I would actually love to um, live in New York for a while. So that's kind okay. of, that's kind of uh, penciled in 
at this mm. point. Very good. So. Um, 20 seconds to go. Mm-hmm. What's your favourite your favorite cartoon growing up or as an adult? The Simpsons and f- The Simpsons definitely shaped my sense of humour. Uh, <laughs> slowly followed by Family Guy. Yep. And then in my Five adult seconds. life. Okay. <laughs> Bob's Burgers and uh, Archer. Thank you.